0: Uh, Just before he starts, just something, uh, I was talking with my wife yesterday, Joe, that's my wife, (laughs) anyone who didn't know, Um, and just thinking about our lives as Christians, and quite often, you know, we'll come to church, and we think that we just can't do what's being preached, I don't know if you've ever felt like that, if you have, it's like someone preaching a message, and and you're like, I can never do that. And what happens is we get very despondent. We feel that we're missing the mark by so far that even that we think that our example is stopping someone else get to Christ. Okay, like we think the way I live my life, no wonder I can't reach anybody. Now, that's not unusual. Okay, it's not unusual to feel that you're not good enough, it's not unusual to feel that your witness is not good enough. Okay, and quite honestly, everybody in their life has done something that someone could point to and say, you said you're a Christian, but look at your life. You said you're a Christian, look at how you're acting and you've turned people off Christ. But really you haven't, okay? Everyone makes their own decision. Now, just because you act a certain way doesn't mean that that's Jesus. It just means that at that time you didn't represent him well. And sometimes we get into that point where like, well, it's just too hard and every time I come to church they preach about how he should be acting and I'm not acting like that and, and you feel like you're just useless. It's not uncommon. That's Satan's strategy to pull you away from Christ. Okay. And when you think about a hypocrite, like quite often we think it's somebody who, um, well, we know it's somebody who does something that is opposite to what they say. But the old hypocrite had a mask And in a play, they'd play different parts. So they'd have one mask on and one mask off. So what's God God saying in that? He's saying, yes, you do miss it sometimes during the week and you don't represent Jesus Christ well. We want to represent him better, right? Absolutely. But I tell you what God doesn't want you to do is put a mask on and say, on a Sunday, it's all right, I'm going to be this other person. He wants you to take that mask off, open up your heart, open up your soul, and not try and pretend you're somebody who you're not, and let his word actually cut in. You know there's a knife. You know what knives are. (laughs) Everyone does. Now, a knife, if I said to you, I would let someone come up with a knife, you'd probably go, what the heck? I'll tell you who's got a knife, a surgeon. And they cut to heal. And it's the same with God's word. It cuts to heal. And what we can do is put up a barrier because of our own... I guess, issue with our own life, put up a barrier against that word because you are sort of hard in our heart thinking, no, it's never going to work in my life. I'll tell you what, you take that mask off, you let that word get in there because it's designed to cut. It's designed to wound. It's des- designed to destroy what Satan's trying to do in your life, but it's also designed to cut out the things that are hindering you in your faith walk, Okay. So, I don't know, I just feel like that. what Isaac's got to say this morning, I just felt very strongly that whatever it is, I hope I'm right, <laughs> but, it, but it's meant to cut in and you're not meant to sit there and not change. And when he gives the old call, if that's you, this morning, I don't want you to put up a barrier, excuses, you know, what, what will people think? I want you to come up because the Spirit of God is here to do something, to perform some surgery in your life this morning, okay?
1: Right on, Neil. <laughs> yeah, I just got a really powerful sense this morning in preparing this word as I just sort of sat in prayer that it felt as though people were going to come this morning and they were going to have just a host of heavy weights on their life that they're walking in with. And I felt like God this morning wanted to remind you of the power of his presence this morning, that he wanted to remind you what it is to encounter God and have him take from your life what it is that's holding you back. The presence of God is real special. It's a real special place that you can go to quietly with God, where you encounter His very power. During the week, Wednesday, I work at a youth drop-in centre. There's a young guy that came in there, and he's really excited to show me some photos that he'd been taking. He's a bit of a, I don't know, wannabe sort of photographer. Anyway, flicking through these pictures that he'd taken, mainly of himself, selfies, I'm just sort of smiling. Good, good, another one of you. Good, good, good. Anyway, there's one particular shot of him. that had. It was like like the sun was behind him. And I could sort of see a silhouette of his body there. And I looked at the photo and it was like something clicked in my mind. And I looked at it and like God wanted me to look deeper into the picture and to get something out of it for this morning. So I sort of looked at it for a while and thought, there's something about this picture God wants to talk to us about this morning. And I could see the sun and it was radiant in the background. Like in all of its power and splendor, the sun was radiant in this picture. And I thought, it's magnificent. But then it sort of struck me in my heart that although the picture is magnificent, it doesn't possess any of the energy or any of the power that the sun really possesses. And I feel like, I feel like so often us as Christians... Are the same with God. That we see pictures of the sun. And we read encyclopedias about the sun's power and ability to change things. We know about solar panels and about the fact that if you hold them up towards the sun, they can power things and they have energy. And we know all of this knowledge. We see things, we read the Bible, we hear worship songs, we know about God, we know what God's like. But at some stage. We have to open up the front door and step outside into the real power and majesty of the living God, the place where you really feel the radiance of the presence of God, where the power that can really recharge your batteries and change your life, we begin to encounter it. And I feel so often as Christians, we do everything but be still in the presence of the most holy one. We do everything but. We read the Bible, we attend church, we tithe, we listen to worship music, we listen to great speaking, and we do everything but withdraw from the world, go into a quiet place, bow our knee, and encounter the sovereign presence of the living God. And yet day in, day out, we go through life complaining about its burdens. I feel so tired, you know, I hate the sickness in my body. I hate the fact that I haven't got enough money for my bills. I hate this anxiety. It never leaves me. It's always in my heart. And I can't walk away from it. I can't seem to shake this feeling off. And I don't know what to do about it. God's saying this morning, we need to remember the power of his presence. You sit in the presence of God and he begins to shift everything inside you to change. It says in Psalm 91, It says, Those who live under the shadow of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust in him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers, he will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Through Though a thousand fall by your side and ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for He will order His angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so that you will not even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample on lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me and I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call, I will answer. I will be there in their time of trouble. I will rescue and honor them and I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. If you make the Lord your refuge, If you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. That passage of Scripture is full of every promise you could ever want in life about how God can move into your circumstances and begin to change what's happening in your life. You need to learn to host the presence of God in your life. You need to learn to entertain the Holy Spirit. You need to learn to take the time to withdraw from this world and enter a still place with God. Yes, we're willing to give God everything but our time. Everything but our time. Everything but sitting still before mighty God. David said, I would awake in the dawn with praises unto God. He would rise early and stand before the majesty of God in the morning. He would make the time. And because he made the time, all of these promises came before him. In battle, thousands and ten thousands would fall either side right next to him, but nothing would touch him because he's a man, not only a warrior, but he was a man that would stand in the very presence of God and allow God's radiance to pour down upon him and recharge his batteries. Just as solar panels collect the sun's rays and recharge solar batteries, we too are the same with the Holy Spirit. When you are dry... Dry, dry spiritually. You need to stand before the majesty of God and have Him begin to replenish the Holy Spirit inside your soul. Replenish, replenish, and it starts to overflow again and affect your life and the lives of those around you. You can't expect that to happen from looking at pictures and reading books and listening to sermons. That happens when you're still in the presence of God. And you sit still before Him. He knows everything in your heart. Every secret thing. Everything that's out in the open. He knows you intimately. And He desires relationship with you. You know, when Jesus was going to the cross, it said, basically, He was able to endure the cross and every horrible thing they did to Him because of the glory set before Him. You know what that glory is talking about? Us. Us. Relationship with us. It said he was able to endure the cross and every horrible thing that would come against them because he knew when I go through this, I can meet one on one with these people. That's the glory set before him, and it made him able to endure anything just to meet with us because he saw each one of our faces and knew if I can only endure, I'm no longer going to be held back from meeting with them and I can come and meet them face to face. If we don't meet in the presence of God and we don't meet with the Father, the Most Holy One, there's no point in Jesus coming. There's no point. The whole reason Jesus came was so that he could tear that curtain in two and so that you could stand before his radiance because of Jesus. I don't care what the enemy says about you, it's a lie. What Jesus did on the cross was an eternal thing, it was significant. He washed you clean of every sin. He placed that robe of righteousness on your back. If the enemy is saying to, to you this morning that you're unworthy, that God has seen the sins in your life and you can no longer approach God, what a lie. Of course Satan would want to say that. He wants to nullify everything Jesus ever did. Jesus died so that you could have intimacy with God. If Satan can prevent you from going into the very presence of God... Standing in the radiance of a majestic God and having Him recharge you, He's going to prevent you reaching the world around you. Bill, Bill Johnson's one of my favorite preachers, and he preached this a little while ago. He said, Our greatest privilege in life is to learn to be a person that God will rest upon. He is in all of us by covenant. And will never leave. But he is not upon all of us. The challenge we face is to learn to be people. Who host the presence of the Lord. Our greatest calling in life. While he is in me for my sake. He is upon me for yours. When the Lord rests upon a person. There is an actual atmospheric change. That takes place wherever that person goes. It is our own faith. As our own faith increases in conjunction with our realm and authority and responsibility, we are allowed to carry greater weight of the presence of God into an environment. The reach of His presence, His transforming nature, changing the climate that people live under. So all of us by covenant have the Holy Spirit naturally. But what we need to do in our life is we need to create a lifestyle that hosts the very presence of God. If you're serious about this walk, you have to start to shift things in your own home life, in your own personal life, that entertain the presence of God. Things that he looks down on and begins to smile, and his radiance comes in and begins to manifest in different ways in your life. You cannot expect a weighty presence of the God on your, on your life if you willingly do things in your life that are contrary to the Word of God. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen if you hunger and thirst for the presence of God on your life that other people might have, something that begins to change atmospheres, you walk into a workplace and people are aware of the presence of God on your life. They're aware of something different and it begins to draw questions out of them, begins to draw... They, they ask you about God because for some reason they know God is in you and the ability to change things is in you. If you want God's presence to operate in your life like this, You need to begin to look at your life and change things. We live in a society that spends a lot of their time in front of screens like this, phones, TVs, time wasters. God beckons that we come and sit in his presence and we live in a world that distracts us from it every day. You want to be serious about God? You want to be serious about meeting with him? And gouge out your eye and cut off your hand. Then the word of God says, If your eye causes you to sin, then gouge it out of your face. If your hand causes you to sin, then cut it off. Because you're better off entering eternity with God without an eye and a hand than you are in hell without those things. He's talking to believers and he's using really graphic illustrations to drill his point home, that he's saying, look, have a look at your life. It's my desire to pour my presence into your lifestyle. But there are things there preventing my presence from moving into your life and starting to take control. You whinge and you complain about the fact that this anxiety grips your heart. You can't sleep properly at nighttime. There's not enough money to pay the bills. Where's the blessing of God in my life? And you need to start to look at your life again afresh, and understand that God loves you. God loves you. And he wants you to encounter his presence again. He gave me Psalm 91 there because I feel as though this morning as as I was preparing and as I was praying that God was, there was a, he just, his heart is for you. His heart is absolutely for you. And I felt like this morning that God didn't want it to be words alone this morning, as Neil must have known what was happening this morning. But God wanted you to encounter His presence this morning. He wanted you to encounter His presence. And for those of you that have come and you feel heavy with the burden of life or whatever else is upon you, and it's preventing you from feeling the joy of God in your life anymore, and it's restricting you, God wanted you to come forward this morning and he wanted you to feel his presence, his tangible presence again. He wanted to touch your life. And I firmly believe this morning too that God has prophetic words that he wants to give to people this morning. That there's people that have had things on their heart and their mind for a long time and it hasn't been answered. And I feel like God wanted to say this morning, I hear your cries and I want you to know the answers are in my presence And I feel like he wants to speak to people this morning. We're going to go into a time of uh, ministry. I'm going to ask the worship band to come forward if they could even now. That would be great. I feel like God wants to, I feel like we've had enough words. And I feel like God wants to actually meet you with his spirit this morning. He wants to actually touch your life. And he wants to touch you afresh. And he wants you to feel afresh the power of his spirit. I feel like he's got prophetic words of encouragement for different people as well. So I encourage you this morning, if you've come here and you feel heavy laden, it says in Matthew 11:28, it says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle of heart and you'll find rest for your souls. That's the key scripture for this morning. And I felt like God was saying that, look, there might have been people that have been waging war against things in their life for a long, long time, and they feel like they've been doing everything and not getting any answers. They're not getting breakthrough in their life. And I feel like God wants you to, wants you to come forward this morning and to encounter His very presence. I've got Neil and myself just to go through and begin to pray for people this morning. Anyone who needs that, If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if Jesus isn't your Savior, and a lot of what I said this morning doesn't make sense, for you too, God wants to meet with you this morning. He's got a word for you, and He wants you to have His Spirit. So if that's you this morning, I just ask anyone who feels heavy laden, who feels as though they've got unanswered questions or unanswered prayers. God this morning wanted you to come forward and to be prayed for and to receive a word and a touch from God this morning.